This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 405, the right words at the right time. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Welcome back to the program. I'm Jason Lynette, and this week's episode is all about specificity. And it's one of those topics that oftentimes you can't do an entire training on. And I would kind of point back to the anecdote of a time that in the friendship I've had with Cheryl and Larry Elman, here's the access that I had to the original Dave Elman recordings. And there was this question at one point about how do you archive it? Because like many instructors, it's not just the content that he's teaching at any specific moment in some of those older recordings. No, it's also the fact that suddenly here comes a question, and then there's an aside. There's this aside where he references something else that hypnosis can be addressed for. He makes mention of another technique, and like in the middle of a pain relief demonstration, suddenly is this amazing aha about letting go of a fear. And it's one of those things that I would say becomes part of the backstory of this Work Smart Hypnosis podcast that you would go to a training and the content could be outstanding. The material could be something you could plug into action right away. Yet it was also the conversations that you would have with other practitioners. It's oftentimes at the various conventions, the chat you would have with people over lunch or in the evenings out on the town. And it's sometimes those littlest of things that pay the biggest dividends in our hypnotic work. And yes, this becomes a moment where, let me now frame this properly, uh, there's a story I tell of the hypnotist Tom Nicoli, who I believe has been on this program at least twice now. And at one point, he heard me tell the story, and he's like, I really appreciate that. I hope you learned a lot more than that one sentence, though. Though the story is, we brought him to the Washington, D.C. area. He did a two-day training event. People loved it, yet it was this one moment inside of a demonstration where he was going for verbal interaction inside of the session, which he was getting the client to talk and respond, and the person in the demo didn't begin talking. And all Tom had to say was this one little line, which I've got to tell you, in years of seeing clients since then, I've probably used this at least once a month since I heard him say this, and this I think goes back to like 2012, 2013, you've been waiting most of your life to have the last word on this issue. Might as well have that moment now. Tell him what needs to be said. And suddenly the client took off running like a, like a fire hose being let loose that suddenly the verbal barrier was broken and now they were speaking. So this week's episode is all about the right words at the right time. And this is coming out in part thanks to a new book that I've just released and get ready for a big pitch that I'm about to do of this new book because it's absolutely free. You can grab your copy of the Professional Hypnotist Swipe File. I call it that because I'm inviting you to swipe or let's use a better term to copy and paste or let's go with this one. I'm inviting you to model my exact words that I found to be effective with my clients. Some of the strategies deal with things you can do inside of the session. Some of the methods apply to things you'll do inside of your intake. Some of them are even the exact methods 
to help you to more consistently bring quality clients into your business. So no matter where you are in your journey, there I was in a workshop as a full-time professional, and it's amazing how one sentence changed everything. It's where, even as I've shared some of my nuances here over the years, moments where here's the way to make this transition, say it this way rather than that way. It's always empowering when I hear from a student who's gone through my programs and goes, hey, I use that with every single session now, thank you. Or even if I'm at a convention and people come up to me who I haven't yet met and they inform me the way that they make a transition in and out of hypnotic phenomenon, they're using my words. The way that they do their pre-talk in the session, they're using my words. So this is why I've published this new book. It's also part of why, for at least as long as I'm willing to, I'm giving it away for free. So the name of it is The Professional Hypnotist Swipe File, and it's really easy to remember. You can go to the show notes of this episode. This is session number 405, so worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash 405. Let me make it really easy for you. If you go to secret dot worksmarthypnosis.com. Go there right away because as long as I'm willing to give this book away for free, you can claim your copy right now. Professional Hypnotist Swipe File. That's free right now at secret.worksmarthypnosis.com. Load that into your web browser, on your phones, on your tablet devices, whatever you use to connect to the internet, secret.worksmarthypnosis.com. That'll bring you over and grab your free copy of the Professional Hypnotist Swipe File. This week's episode, I'm going to pull some of the favorites from that book. I'll also share some of the ones that I then realized maybe should have been in there, but the thing is published, and so those are the 14 that are in the book. So here we go. This is session number 405, The Right Words at the Right Time. Here we go. Inside of this week's episode, my goal, even though there's 14 specific strategies inside of this, again, free book, I want to highlight a few of the things that just come down to sentences and how sometimes it's the nuance, sometimes it's the transition, sometimes it's the attitude that we bring to it. So one of the strategies inside of the Professional Hypnotist Swipe File, again, I'm going to plug it over and over here because it's free, secret worksmarthypnosis.com, is my all-positive pre-talk. Though I want to highlight one specific part of it, which whether you use my pre-talk or whether you just use this segment, let me kind of take a moment and highlight the power that this little sequence has, which there's a moment when I'm giving the pre-talk where I say to somebody, today, you might feel a heavy feeling of relaxation. You might notice a light and floating sensation. You might just feel like you're sitting in a chair listening to me speak to you. Whatever you feel is perfectly fine. There's not one specific hypnotized feeling. Now, the reason that's in there, and some of you already know where I'm going with this, that you've maybe done a session before and everything went fine. Everything went exactly as it should. But at the end of it, you hear, well, I don't know. I didn't feel hypnotized. And there's a moment where I took a training. This had to have been maybe 2007, 2008. And going through the material, this other instructor said, as part of their pre-talk, there's no such thing as a hypnotized feeling. That it's not a feeling, it's a thought process, something of that nature. And at one point, I used that because, well, he was the one who was at that point more successful with me, and I figured model excellence, he must know what he's talking about. Yet, I caught myself stopping that. And, and here's the reason why. 
at the end of a session, especially those of you that have been working for quite some time, or even if you're brand new at this, you often get this really, really unique experience that just calls out the incredible subjective nature of what we do. You emerge the client from hypnosis and they go, oh, wow. And I've learned, <laughs> you then follow that up with a simple question. What was that like for you? Now, I say that when they go, oh, wow. And here's someone I worked with just last week who goes, I'm usually not a visual person, but all of a sudden, like my brain underneath my eyelids, my eyes became like a kaleidoscope. And suddenly all the images were coming together and I know exactly what I need to do now. To which, would I ever want to say to that person, there's no such thing as a hypnotized feeling? I have to imagine, even though that was a visual experience for them, there was something kinesthetic about the movement and the focus of that. Or here's the person who said something that was identical to what I one time said when I was first appropriately hypnotized. It was, that was the weirdest thing ever. It felt like I couldn't move a muscle at all. That was incredible. Or you ever have someone tell you that they have like an out-of-body experience? Like, what do you mean by that? And again, I'm asking open-ended questions on purpose, not to go, oh, yes, that's what it feels like. It's where this person was describing that even though my eyes were closed the entire time, I felt there was a moment where you had me in a Dave Elman induction, open the eyes and close them, and my mind left my body. And when I closed my eyes down, I remained floating over my body. And this wasn't the reason we were working together. They, the intention to lose weight was because there were several knee surgeries, there was a hip replacement that was coming up. And while we were not necessarily working on chronic pain, that was kind of the intention of this person to then want to lose the weight. Well, as they disassociated out of their body, Suddenly, for the first time in years, the pain disappeared. And I'm like, I'm good on calendar time. Uh, do you want to keep going? Let me teach you self-hypnosis today. And we did a longer session in that moment. So do you see how it would be a disservice to say to somebody, there's no such thing as a hypnotized feeling. It's a process involving thoughts. No. I mean, this is the beauty of how we're creating a subjective experience. It's the beauty of like poetry that we never tend to define exactly what deeper actually means. You know, I've heard some describe it as going deeper is to go deeper into suggestibility. For others, deeper is more of a kinesthetic feeling of heaviness. And that's why I'll read this sentence again to you. This is one segment out of that secret number two of the book. Today, you might feel a heavy feeling of relaxation. You might notice a light and floating sensation. You might just feel like you're sitting in a chair. Whatever you feel is perfectly fine. There's not one specific hypnotized feeling. What I've now done is I've created a bit of a menu. It's a classic listing pattern. It could be any one of these things. And now instead of sorting for hypnotized yes or no, it's instead, <laughs> what flavor is it? <laughs> Which one is it? And let me actually reference a previous episode of this podcast in reference to secret number three inside of the book, which again, you can grab your copy right now for free at secret.worksmarthypnosis.com. It's the handling of taking the classic finger magnets suggestibility test. And none of you out there, please now go, oh, of course, Jason's teaching finger magnets in a book. No wonder he's given away for free. No, no, no. It's not what the finger magnets is. It's what the finger magnets does when it's utilized at the right time 
with the right framing. But again, another moment of giving credit where it's due. It was back like so many episodes of this podcast series, and we'll do our best to link these all in the show notes over at worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash 405. It was like many episodes where there's someone in the profession that I want to meet, and I decide the best way to get to know them is to interview them and have our first conversation recorded for all of you to listen to. And it was when I had from the UK, Jonathan Chase on this program. And he was talking at one point about, you know, the classic suggestibility test, whether that be the light and heavy arms, the finger magnets, as I referenced inside of secret number three in the book. And there's a statement that he made, which I'm going to then pull off a, I'm going to call it the telephone reference. <laughs> Let's start with Jonathan Chase on this one, where in that recording, he said, Let's do a few things to see what kind of hypnosis you best respond to. And I'll tell you what I love about that sentence, the right words at the right time. What I love about that is it takes it out of the reason why I've actually heard other people say, don't do hypnotic phenomenon, which I do a ton of. Don't do suggestibility tests. Well, let me edit that. Don't do them for the classic reasons that people do them. Do them because they create an oh wow kinesthetic response and you're allowed to then prime your client for an even more positive experience. I've heard some people say, don't do those techniques, because what if it doesn't work? Well, here comes Jonathan Chase with that great line, which is, we'll do a few things to see what style of hypnosis you best respond to. Isn't that great? And this is where I've got to give credit also, I believe still in the UK, though I heard Melissa Tears tell this one. I believe it goes back to James Tripp. This isn't hypnosis, but it will show you what it's like. So immediately, for some who would go, don't use that technique because it might not work, well, I would say, <laughs> approach the technique better so it's now more reliable. This is why when I teach hypnotic phenomenon, there's a system underneath it. It's not just memorize these words and hopefully that works, cross your fingers, since instead, there's a reliable system that lets you calibrate to the person who's in front of you and make that pivot of the language in such a way that now they're ready for it. Now they're ready for it. So the right words at the right time. This is where the framing that I share inside of this book, again, it's yours free, secret.worksmarthypnosis.com, allows you to take the classic finger magnets and lets it become a demonstration as to this is how well you can respond to suggestion. And even though, sorry for this one, this is not hypnosis, it shows you what the process is like because I did this and this is how you respond. And that's the same way that the session is about to go as I say these things and here's how you react. Sound good? And again, we're priming this expectation in the mind of the client. Let's keep this going. And as we talk about strategies to use even inside of the session or for framing the session, I'd have to go back in time where it's like 15 years ago and... Many of us were just kind of getting used to the fact that internet connections actually worked, and suddenly there was this sexy new software on the market called Skype, and we would just kind of muscle through the fact that you could do a video session with like horrible video quality, and sometimes it worked, sometimes. Uh, to this day, Zoom is better. I will say anything you can do to be hardwired into the internet, Wi-Fi is wonderful, but plugging into a cable Ethernet connection, if you can, makes it so much more reliable and knocking on wood here, I've had less of an issue with call drops. 
And as I talk about secret number five, safety for online sessions, I can think back to a time that I completely overcomplicated this. Oh, you also have an iPhone. Put your phone on airplane mode. Put it on do not disturb and add me into your favorites and turn on this setting. That way, if any time we were to get disconnected, I can call you, but no one else can interrupt you, but then I can call you and it will ring. And I seriously wish I was making that up. I had learned that somewhere about here's how on the major phone platforms, you can put your phone on do not disturb, but it will let specific numbers come through. And all this, if this happens, we do this. If this happens, we do that. And let me give you the ending sentence. Right words at the right time. Let me give you the ending sentence of this safety for online strategy. And if we ever get disconnected, you'll just simply open your eyes, reestablish the connection, and we pick up where we left off. It's that simple. Sound good? And I will tell you, it's an attitude thing more than anything else. There's elements of how I build safety in the session so that the call drop is even less likely because there's a few little tips and tricks you can do inside of Zoom that I detail inside of that book that allow you to then really simplify that messaging and reduce the risk of the call drop altogether. Though I would tell you this becomes a place that as much as it's the right words at the right time, this one becomes it's the right delivery at the right time. And by doing so now, you bring them to a place where there's just this feeling of comfort. And the origin of this goes back to when I was only seeing clients in person and I'm in the middle of this emotionally heated session. We have uncovered something and he is resolving it. And suddenly, bing, his eyes pop open and he goes, I need a bathroom. I'm like, oh, we're going to be wrapping up in like five or six minutes. He goes, no, I need a bathroom now. I'm like, oh, in this building, it was the first office in Old Town Alexandria. The bathroom was all the way down the hallway. So middle of the session, my hypnotized client opens his eyes. I need a bathroom. Walks down the hall. I sit there for like five or six minutes and wait. He comes back and I'm there thinking, what do you do with this? <laughs> and I just say, close your eyes, go back to where we were before. And I mean, he's right back into the emotion that easily. I'm like, really? That's it? Huh? So it kind of came from the fact that as we're new to hypnosis, we often overthink the process. You realize that this method is not as delicate. The hypnotic state is not as gentle and delicate as you would think it to be. It's much more flexible. It's much more malleable. The same way that with secret number 10, it makes use of a linguistic strategy that we can create micro wins inside of our session. My, my whole shift in hypnosis has changed over the years that I used to believe in. You would do the work and then it's as they go out into the world, that's where the magic was affected. That we were planting these seeds for post-hypnotic suggestions and Maybe it's impatience. <laughs> Maybe it's just this desire for instant gratification. Yet, I'm a big fan of doing things now in the session that create these micro wins. Before the session, during the session, even as the session wraps up. And it's even as I say to my clients, this is about getting rid of the fingers crossed. Hope it works. Let me know how it goes. It's kind of the reason why my clients these days are either entrepreneurs, because those are people who are used to taking action, as well as I still love stop smoking. I mean, instant gratification. We are getting the feedback right there that this thing is done and over with. And to share a little bit of a twist on a classic linguistic strategy, it's the language pattern 
that's referred to as a complex equivalence. Now, this is like pacing and leading, where because it's raining, I'm now getting wet. That's cause and effect relationships. Because I see my friends smoking, it makes me think I need to have one. And there's this sort of leveled up version of the cause and effect, the pacing and leading, which is that of a complex equivalence, which the only difference with this is not that A causes B, it's instead because A is true, that means that B is also true. And this becomes true simply because of the suggestions that we give. So the fact that you've thrown away your cigarettes means that you've already made this decision to be a non-smoker. The fact that you've completed these forms and paid in advance means all parts of your mind are here and ready to make this change. The fact that you're still listening to this podcast episode about the right words at the right time means that you're enthusiastic about the specificity of making your hypnosis more effective, which also means you're going to go to secret.worksmarthypnosis.com and claim your free copy of the book today. Do you see how easy that is? And it's that ability that if there's ever something that needs to become true inside of the session, it now creates that ability to then link it to anything else. And I'm going to wrap up this week's session here in a moment because my intention of this was one, yes, I've written this new book and I'm giving it to you for free. You know the website by now, just in case, secret.worksmarthypnosis.com. Although also I want this to open up a bigger dialogue. As you grab your copy of that free book, also keep me in mind. It's going to give you an invitation to our online community. You've got my email address as well, because it's often those littlest of things. This whole project was put together because of one phrase, that small hinges swing big doors. And as much as the book has 14 secrets, here's the one that could have been number 15. And it's in the same category of a complex equivalence or a pacing and lead so I can now defend why it's not in there, but it's the way that I would tie any hypnotic phenomenon to the change process. Because the part of your mind that could accept the suggestion that your eyes wouldn't open, the same part of your mind that could make that arm not bend, is the same part of your mind that now can step into that change. Jason Lynette here once again, and as always, thank you so much for interacting with this program, leaving your reviews online, and while I usually ask something of you at the end of this episode, today, let's change it up. I'm going to give you something. You've heard me talk about this new book, The Professional Hypnotist Swipe File, 14 methods you can copy and paste and start using immediately to attract high-quality clients, to create rapid change, and just help you to boost your confidence in your hypnotic skills. You can grab your free copy right now while I'm still willing to give it away for free by heading over to secret.worksmarthypnosis.com and grab your free download of the professional hypnotist swipe file today. Secret.worksmarthypnosis.com Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com.